0: Hey everybody, it's Chris Ying with a quick little plug before we get into the show. A lot of you've been asking about where you can see some of the video footage of all the cooking we've been doing this season on Recipe Club, and I'm here to tell you where you could do that. Uh, we have a YouTube page. Major Domo Media's YouTube channel is alive and kicking. So if you hop over there, you can see a lot of the video from this season, along with all of the stuff that we've been working really hard on at the new studio. You're going to get Dave Chang cooking up a storm, improvising, freewheeling, just doing Dave's uh, amazing thing. Uh, I've got a show called Ying Cooks the Internet that I'm super proud of. And we have just so much planned and we are working really, really hard. So. Uh, I'd love for you all to check that out, subscribe to our channel, like our videos. It really, really means a lot. And if you happen to have an LG TV, you can also catch all of this stuff by turning to channel 101, which is Major Domo TV. uh, And you're going to get all kinds of craziness all around the clock. So, yeah, it's all up there now. And we really appreciate your patience. And we really appreciate you watching and listening and That's enough out of me. So, here, on to the show. Welcome to Recipe Club, the only podcast. What if that was just the whole tagline? What if this is the last? (laughs) This is the last remaining podcast on Earth.
1: We are recording this specifically for Delta Airlines. (laughs) (laughs) If you're
0: on this flight, this is the last podcast available on your flight. Yeah, if you're bored and you had nothing
1: else to listen to, <laughs> I thought this was going to gonna be darker.
2: <laughs> it was going to be like, this is the last podcast right. you'll ever hear. That would be sad. It would be sad. That would I'm be sorry. sad for humanity. If you're wandering
0: the wasteland looking for help, proceed to these coordinates. No, this is the only podcast where you, the listener, get to tell David Chang what to do and he will listen to you. My name is Chris Yang. Sometimes I wish I was a listener and not a host of this podcast, but I'm I'm, uh, hosting this podcast with the aforementioned David Chang and our special guest this week in studio for the second episode running is Literary Doyen, future National Book Critics Circle Award winner, (laughs) future Pulitzer Pulitzer. Prize winner. This
2: is jinxing. I'm just
0: going to say it. Future governor of the state of California, (laughs) Rachel Kong.
2: Hey Rachel. Hi.
0: What does doyen mean? Do you know, I, it's like a maestro. Is it specifically female? But it's like kind of like maestro. of I like that you've whatever. been calling
2: me this, but you don't know what it means. <laughs> it just sounds good. I, I, I want to know. Like,
1: I, do you know what doyen means?
0: I think it it has like the same vibe as like a uh, like a uh, an expert, a, a a prodigy, a maestro,
1: a woman who is the most most. All caps. What's Respected a- or prominent person in a particular field.
0: Oh. What's particularly? <laughs> <laughs> like a cornfield or like a tomato
2: field? <laughs> what is the male equivalent? Dickhead. Di-
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're here with literary dickhead David Chang. <laughs> Rachel, we've seen you a few times now. You're becoming a regular downtown, where the Spotify studios and Major Domo studios are. That's
1: true. And She's hanging out with like our friends without
0: hanging out with us. It's pretty hurtful. I know. It's pretty hurtful. I, know. I was literally hanging out with Rachel, and she and she was like, "No, we can't really eat. Where we have a." We have another dinner to go to with Mina Kimes. We're like, oh, excuse me, wow. excuse okay. me. Well, they did go to school
1: together. I
2: did know. Yeah, I have no Mina since I was 18. Who, who, who had a well, better? Have... Who do you
1: think had a better GPA? Mina? Absolutely Mina.
2: Rachel? Absolutely Mina. There's no question.
1: Mm. I don't
2: know. No, there's no. She, yeah. Mm. What it
1: was your GPA? 3.75, 9.2, two er was...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget what the normal word 6 is? <laughs>
1: Did you graduate magna cum laude? No, I didn't.
2: Summa cum laude. <laughs> What's the highest one? M-
1: m- summa? Magna? Summa. 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 I should know. Because yeah, I'm mom.
2: pretty sure Amino is summa. Wow.
1: But here's what I do know as a tiger parent. Neither of you are valedictorian.
0: <laughs> just, I mean, we don't, know that. Yeah. <laughs> don't know
1: that. Yeah. No one expects that of me. <laughs>
0: we expect that of you two guys. <laughs> Rachel just kind a wistful look at her eye about having lost that valedictorian.
2: I'm only good at English. I'm truly not good at anything else.
0: Mm, I
1: think you're much better at math than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think that's true either. Oh, yes, for we should sure. have a math contest,
2: mm-hmm. and I would I, lose. Here,
1: you know, uh, on the DC show, we've been talking about taking an IQ test and the SATs. Are you down? Oh my god, no. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Why would this be fun?
0: <laughs> take you can go take the regular SAT and like a specific AP, like a subject SAT mm-hmm. test.
1: Okay. I think this would be hilarious.
2: I mean, would I choose the AP test for everyone, or
0: no? We all have to take the general SAT.
1: Here's the deal: okay. we definitely could get Mina to do this as well. She's so so competitive. For, yeah, the, a thousand times she, she would do this. If we, the four of us, took SATs, right? I she could do
2: it in my stead. <laughs> I'm not who interested. would
1: get the lowest score. It's clearly me. Nobody would even question that. I'm getting the lowest score. Out of I would the four. get the
2: lowest score. No. I can't do math. I really can't. Mm. You
1: got into Yale. Yeah, I think it was good enough to get into here. <laughs> I wouldn't break a thousand. You would definitely break a thousand, and she would definitely break a thousand. Mina would definitely break a thousand. That's all I know.
0: I think that you get a th- two hundred not... points. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be really offensive. I'm not going to say. I, I, I'm pretty sure you can break a thousand just by no. I, I just
2: by putting your name down.
0: No. That's not
2: true. That's not true. What is like
0: how what is like, the lowest score you can get in the SAT? Isn't it like or ice skating where it's like a scale of one to ten, but only like the lowest you can get is like mm, eight?
1: I don't know. You, I, it's I, been I, a long time. I don't know. I think this would be very funny. And I think we should do an IQ test. Oh, and the winner no. gets a championship belt. <laughs> nobody
2: Are nobody... IQ tests like now they're not cool anymore?
0: <laughs> Which is why they're so cool. What would you do with your championship IQ belt? You would display that. You'd be like, I have the Let's highest IQ out, out of four people. these four people. Of these not, four people. Only,
1: <laughs> not only would I wear that, I would put that under my social media headline. You know, bio
2: on X. On every on
1: X. When, by the way, and then we'll move on. When are articles going to stop saying on oh, X? Yeah. Form- Formerly Twitter. known as
2: Twitter. <laughs> It's so embarrassing I hope never. for everyone. I hope yeah. never. I hope no. it's just,
0: it's always X formerly known as Twitter. I think they should just, I think X should rebrand itself as X formerly known as Twitter just on its site. Uh, we are here with Rachel not to take an IQ test. We're here to talk about the featured ingredient this week, lemons,
2: mm-hmm.
0: lemon, the, the yellow orb <laughs> fruit. Is
2: it uh, an orb?
0: It's a, uh, no, it's a, um,
2: it's like a it's football.
0: Like it's like a, it's a little rugby ball.
2: Yeah,
0: does an orb have to be? Circ- I don't want to talk about this. Uh, if you Google lemon recipes, you get seven seven hundred and five million results. Lemons? I you just guess? don't agree with this number. With that number of recipes,
3: that's not or an low? accurate
0: number. That's like a Donald Trump. It's not audience an. A- there size. are not seven hundred and five million recipes, but it is an indicator of if how popular it was. It it was
1: seven hundred five million recipes. We have a problem.
2: Yeah. Well, what's the search term? Is it lemons or like lemon recipes? Lemon recipes. recipes. Oh, okay. You get 705 million results. So it's not like the results. gardeners. Yeah.
0: It's just, it's just an indicator of... So like the biggest... When we do the biggest ones, if you do cheese recipes, mm-hmm. you get over a billion results. One billion. One billion. There are a billion ways yeah. to cook with cheese. You can put it on stuff. You can put it in stuff. Sometimes under it stuff.
2: It doesn't make sense with like how many people are lactose intolerant. Like us.
0: It's is true. Yeah, but that doesn't stop
1: me. doesn't
2: stop us, yeah. It's mm. like
0: I
1: okay barter.
0: I
2: mm. I just
1: have to keep on eating it every day and I'll be
0: okay. But we talked about this. Like you your tolerance is what?
2: Like f- one flat white.
0: <laughs> yeah, she can do one flat white is her she <laughs> she knows her limits. What do you think if you're not gonna have I don't think you're that lactose intolerant, Chang.
2: But yeah, if you're yeah. if
0: you're gonna like not have what a stomachache. So what happens?
2: We just had some ice cream. We'll get to this, but I know, but yeah. what hap- what happens when you have two
1: flat whites? What happens? Just what does it feel like? like poopoo city, right?
2: Well, just really smelly farts, and like which oh. is why I'm trying to say is like <laughs> that's not it's lactose just intolerant. Like a normal no, i like painful like, yeah, no, stomach no, stuff. Yeah, that, I think that's normal. Are I you know talking about you
1: a... my de- genetic testing? It always says you are lactose intolerant. Yeah. I know I am. Mm. Yeah, I'm just saying a common day is stomach pains and farts. So it's like,
0: <laughs> but I, I will have thing. I will have abnormal stomach problems. Yes, tummy aches, poopoo city.
2: <laughs> What's <is> poo poo city
0: <laughs> poopoo city is I've
1: like seen it.
2: <laughs> how have you seen it? We were was a, Chris like come here we Dave, look
1: event, we did this event that he did something that was again we've mentioned, okay. but we can't talk about, but it's this this the greatest is, thing I've ever seen sc- in my life is this, is this the is,
2: same night as the,
0: this is, you don't
1: the know the naked story.
2: chicken no no, no no
0: no 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 that's pale that's this, the opening act for this. if I was
1: able to tell the world, I swear to god i this is I'm prone to hyperbole this is not hyperbole. <laughs> If I was able to tell the story of what Chris Yang did, right? And this is after Poo Poo City, right? It would break the internet. It would be greater than Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. It would be that jaw dropping. And if you had some video footage. If I had video
2: footage. Now you're just not going to tell me what it is? uh, Literally literally (laughs)
1: literally cannot. But I saw... Before that, we went eating. We were eating and... uh, Somewhere along the way, we stopped at a grocery store to pick up some supplies because I was I was cooking a dinner, and Chris just made a detour from buying like vegetables. <laughs> and next thing I know, he's in the medicine aisle, <gasps> and he's in that grocery store chugging chugging the, the aisle.
0: It was like very old. It was like not a. It was a. It was like a Japanese grocery store, not a place that people go to buy medicine. So this bottle of Pepto-Bismol yeah. was extremely old i don't know if you've ever seen a bottle of pepto-bismol that has separated but this pepto-bismol has I've separated i've never
1: seen anybody drink it like it was a gatorade and that's what Crystal was doing. i was like do you do this a lot he's like all oh. the
2: time
0: and then we had to make another stop at another grocery store where i had to go to take a quick detour it was busy. not
2: because you had so much pepto-bismol
0: no the pepto-bismol was to try to counteract I mean, but that might be it yeah but he was like oh i was like <laughs> is it possible that there's milk and Pepto Bismol, and that's been <laughs> my problem the whole time? But he, he was in severe pain, oh, and that's
1: when I realized he is genuinely some kind of you're, you're probably celiac,
0: yes, and
1: f- you might have Crohn's disease.
0: I don't have Crohn's. I definitely have. I definitely have a gluten intolerance, and I definitely have a milk intolerance. Well, but I was going to say just
2: get tested.
0: I know, but I'm saying I'm saying I know from empirical evidence that three slices of pizza. Mm. Two, I'm cool. Yeah. Three is poo-poo city. But what is what is I... your limit before you go to no actual limit. abnormal no stomach town? You no mean
2: a tiny amount? No, no, there is no limit. Cause
1: like no I limit. can continue to eat dairy and it's again, I am the dread pirate Roberts. I can, can if this was I, King Powder, you'd be dead and I can just keep on <laughs> eating cheese and milk dairy all day long, no problem. Because a little bit of cheese or dairy is the same as yeah. One hundred pounds of dairy well, don't do, matter.
2: I do have a theory that if you're, like, it's more of a mindset. Yeah. You could just if you practiced eating or drinking a bunch of, you know, know. dairy. I'm
1: not joking about this Princess Bride shit. I think that if you, like if I turned flushed, right, yeah, if if I was drinking the Asian thing, I would not take. Uh, what do they take? Pep- oh, Pepsi. Yeah. Lactate. I would drink. A shot of alcohol every four Some hours. Every yeah. Oh, for for the, yeah, for the yeah, flush. And I would just
0: Claritin. I would yeah. just
1: right, take it right. out all the time. Yeah. It would not bother me because yeah. I would, you know, mind over matter here. I Watch overcame
0: this. the Asian flush. You should be eating a polio string cheese okay. every hour. Okay. Come on. I'm gonna say this. You're both I, I both respect and admire both of you. <laughs> That's not true. I think you're both smart people. <laughs> I think you respect Rachel you way more. Both, than me. You are both suggesting that the reason why I have lack of intolerance <laughs> is that I don't eat enough food. <laughs> Look at me. Do I look like I'm holding back on eating cheese, guys? Like this is doctor. That is not the answer. Uh, lemons. Lemons. I always thought the lemon was sort of a primal fruit. Mm-hmm. Like this is there's, like lemons have existed forever. But the lemon is actually a hybrid species. The oh. regular old lemon is a cross between a citron, which is kind of like the really thick skinned, bumpy lemon looking thing, and a sour orange.
2: Do Chinese people do that?
0: I don't think Chinese people do it. This has more of like. How many people like a, do you
1: think know that
2: citrus fruit originated
0: in China? More now, more, more people know it now. Uh, I think that um, they invented it. The Meyer lemon came from from <laughs> right, China from most China. recently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gabby is typing things in this document as we oh. go, Ch- changing history, changing facts. Uh, oh, the origin of the lemon she is updating in real time is unknown. Mm. <laughs> Chinese. It's Chinese.
3: Though Chinese invented
1: everything <laughs> in antiquity. <laughs> it's full stop. Paper. Everything. Gunpowder. Writing.
2: Microsoft noodles.
0: Word.
2: <laughs> Microsoft <laughs> Word.
0: Confucius <laughs> invented Microsoft Word and the cloud. Uh, it, it's thought the cloud is like chi. thought to have first grown in Assam, yeah. in Northeast India, Northern Myanmar, and or China. Hmm. Uh the world's heaviest lemon was 11 pounds, grown in uh by an Israeli farmer and Rachel Dave and I played this on the DC show so we already provided our answers but I want to hear from you
2: I hope it's not an IQ test
0: <laughs> A train leaves no, Rochester no. New York at 11:05 no, a.m. 100
2: ping pong balls <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mary what is the uh, we're trying to be less sweary on our podcast oh. what is the SFW Mary f kill
2: Oh, it's like it's probably the British version, like bonk or boff. What is boff?
0: I think boff is to kill. Bonk. No. (laughs) Aluminum. Mary Mary, biscuit. (laughs) Mary Mary, frolic. Uh huh. Kill. Lemon lime orange. Mary frolic kill. Wait, what's frolic? Fuck. (laughs) 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 Come on, guys. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remove the f words from this podcast. Okay. Lemons. Grapefruits. Lemons, limes, and oranges.
2: Oh Good. shoot. That's easy.
0: It's so easy, Rachel. <laughs> it's there's only one answer. No, come on, let's hear it. Mary, you can I, you're I, only, gonna, you're only I, use I this am forever. married to lemons. Okay. Married to Which lemons. Which one are you gonna take a little romp with? A little romp in the sack
2: with? A lime. And, and I fruit. kill orange.
0: That is different from your answer, Dave.
1: No, she's not that smart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is the quote-unquote correct, correct answer?
1: <laughs> uh, empirically proven, backed by hundreds of years of evidence, is you would marry the lime, you would fuck mm, the orange, yeah, and da-
2: you would kill the lemon. Dave is pro lime. Chris, what's yours?
0: If I can only use one of those three ever again, it's actually a toss-up between the lime and the orange for me because I love oranges. Oh. But you need the lime's utility. You need the acidity of the lime for use. So I would marry the lime. The lime li- is
1: just infinitely more interesting than a lemon.
0: I would That's
2: why you frolic with it.
0: <laughs> I would take a little <laughs> I would take a little I would take a little I'd have a I'd have a little uh <laughs> a little trist with little the tryst. A little yeah. zesty trist. a little zesty trist with the or I think I probably, <sighs> like so many relationships, I either want to marry or kill the lemon. I don't know which one. So among those many recipes that we get for lemons, we put the call out to you because we never use those internet ones. And we got a good number of submissions, including Lemon Love Notes by Nicole Aaron. The Lemon Darty Ice Cream Party by Jeffrey Litt. Easy Peasy Lemonade by Meredith Best. Avgolomeno by Katerina Ustambasidis. And a Glazed Lemon Pound Cake from Raymond T. Ingram. Rachel, we know which one you chose, but why don't you remind the listeners which of these recipes we made and why you chose it.
2: Well, this is sort of chosen by committee, I would say. (laughs) So you're all here deciding together. And... Uh, I cannot remember the reasons we did not want to choose the other ones, but lemon darty ice cream party was the winner, despite being two recipes and involving an ice cream maker, because it was, I think, the most lemony.
0: I think that's right. It was yeah. most lemony. It's had the most potential for hijinks, I think. Mm-hmm. None of us were really big ice cream makers at home, unless I'm wrong about that. Homemade ice cream, overrated except underrated, except for except oh. our partner who, who,
1: who wrote this recipe? Jeffrey Litt. Can I just add, I think Jeffrey, looking at the camera, Jeffrey, I think this is the greatest recipe ever submitted to Recipe Club <laughs> because it may not be the actual best recipe recipe, uh-huh. but the I think it was created specifically
2: mm-hmm.
1: for Recipe Club. And I don't know of any other recipe in the yeah, three yeah. years of doing
0: Recipe
2: Club that
1: was... You could see that it was painstakingly designed. Yeah, so this club. was
0: like this was like recipe club so. fan fiction. This well, was some Nikita some deep...
2: walked so that Jeffrey could That's run. That's true. Nikita walked so yeah. Jeffrey could run. So lo- we'll yeah. get into that. Is that a t-shirt?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what they're talking about, what Dave and Rachel are talking about, is Jeffrey's recipe for this lemon darty ice cream party is based on the mythologically wonderful Nikita Claver original. The Margarita Sangria, which won last season's Recipe Club, which surprised and shocked the three of us. This was was the same gathering of three who got to make this insanely delicious, theoretically impossible cocktail (laughs) of white wine, 750 milliliters of white wine, 1.5 cups (laughs) of tequila, some orange juice, and I'm pretty sure that was it. Yeah, and you learn. Right, no, lime juice. Lime, no, lemon juice. Lime lemon juice?
2: juice or lime juice? Yeah. I think lime juice because it was the margarita. Right, right, right. And Nikita right. learned
0: yeah. it at a year abroad in Spain. <laughs> yeah, Nikita That's learned it while Nikita abroad. That's interesting. Nikita would kill she, lemon, I she guess. Blacked out a party with this stuff. So Jeffrey Litt's recipe is as much a. It's a poem. It's
1: a a beautiful poem.
0: It's an interactive recipe where Jeffrey has done a little bit of a modification of the sangria margarita where you basically mix everything with some fresh lemon juice in this case, some orange juice, some basil. And that is just your fuel to make this recipe, which is essentially lemon ice
3: cream.
2: Lemon basil ice cream.
3: Lemon basil ice cream. Hi, my name is Jeffrey.
2: Hi, my name is Maggie.
3: And this is our recipe for the Lemon Darty ice cream party.
2: I guess a relevant fact about us is that we really love eating ice cream and we eat very large quantities of ice cream. And we also like making ice creams and we really like developing new flavors, um, especially if they involve alcohol. So
3: one of our COVID coping mechanisms during the pandemic was very frequent ice cream nights and uh, that's-
2: like every other night, very frequent means
3: every other night. We were just having dinner one night. It was a hot night in Boston and we were thinking, you know, uh, it'd be a nice time to make some ice cream. We had some ideas for flavors, and then we thought, you know, we're huge fans of the Margarita Sangria recipe from the previous season of Recipe Club. So what we did is we decided to develop a cocktail based on that, and then develop an ice cream recipe while we were drinking that cocktail. And so that's what the wedges ended up with here is our ice cream recipe developed under the influence of a uh, what we call the Lemon Darty cocktail. the The way the ice cream is really meant to be consumed is paired with the cocktail. And so if you don't have the cocktail while you're eating the ice cream, you're really not going to get the full experience. And you might think, you know, the flavors are off or something, but that's actually on you for not drinking the cocktail as you were supposed to while you were making or consuming the ice cream. Obviously, the 20 minutes is going to be interesting to see how that goes down. And the Malaysian fusion just sounded really delicious. Looking forward to hearing what went down.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you make your cocktail, you pour yourself some, you drink it. And you start steeping some fresh basil in heavy cream, half and half, sugar, lemon zest, vanilla, and some uh, nonfat milk powder. Uh, meanwhile, you whisk together six egg yolks, then temper that with the cream, uh, the basil-infused cream. You basically make a creme anglaise, add a little bit of tequila at that point, just enough to give it some flavor, but not so much that you're going to affect the freezing temperature. You chill it in the fridge, then you churn it in the ice cream maker or In Dave's case, not of your choice. Uh, And then all the while, you should be drinking this lemon darty. I guess a darty is a daytime party, Hmm. supposedly. Um, There's maybe also a dirtier definition that I'm not supposed to know about or something. But that is the the recipe as was submitted to us. Before we get into how we do this, Chang, generally speaking, homemade ice cream, overrated, underrated. I don't know. I, that's not something you make at home. <laughs> <laughs> does, not, does not compute. <laughs> Why would I
1: make it at home when I can buy it?
0: <laughs> Rachel, do you, have you made homemade ice cream before this?
2: I, I mean, I, I had a phase. I would say, oh, like, you did. yeah, like after college. Whoa.
0: whoa, whoa! When she was sewing some wild ice cream oats. Wow. Some
2: ice cream oats. Maybe, maybe a, a year or two. But then I
0: did. You have a wild. signature flavor?
2: No, I like peach.
0: Oh, peach
1: ice cream. Yeah. Okay. Didn't know this about
0: Rachel. She was very risqué back then.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's my wildest time.
0: <laughs> Eli, there's something I have to tell you before we before we get married. When I came, when I got out of college, I had a phase. Chang, top three ice cream flavors in mm. the world.
2: Oh gosh.
1: Hmm. Off the top of my head, yes. just because I had it recently, Pralines and Cream, Baskin Robbins, absolute delight. Oh. It is. You know. It's like you know, uh, I don't even know what kind of book. Yeah. It's like always gonna be in fashion, or some students always gonna have to read it, like Plato or something like that. It's just always good
3: mm-hmm.
0: if you're into philosophy.
2: <laughs> I think we have to talk about Chris and Baskin Robbins, yeah? Don't mm-hmm.
0: we? Spent a lot of time in the back of the Baskin Robbins eating pralines and cream for like sure. Slimer from <laughs> Ghostbusters.
3: Rawr,
1: raw,
0: raw, 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 raw. <laughs> yes, yeah. I was more like a golem. I would, sl- I would slink out and be like, "Can I have some more ice cream?" Ah. That go
1: back? Um, number two, I would have to say the flavor when Christina Tosi made cereal milk ice cream. Mm. That was whew, very, very yummy, and very, very delicious. Uh, so that would be number two. And number three, this is very difficult, but I have to say, after all these years, Dolce Gelacche is still mm. very, 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 very good. Mm. And clearly, there are many more flavors. I just gave you off the top of my head three that I could think about. But when I first had Dolce De I was like, "What is this? <laughs> Why is this so delicious? Yeah. Why am I eating the whole thing?" Yeah. And it's probably not even like cool anymore. But when it first came out, like twenty years ago, I think everybody was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Rachel, do you have a three?
2: I'd uh. uh... No, I'm panicking. Rocky Rocky, Road? No, I actually love Rocky Road. No,
0: no me gusta. No, I'm basic as hell. I'm a cookies and cream man. That's the worst. I love cookies and cream.
1: You know why it sucks? Frozen Oreo filling is not Mm -hmm. good. It's not palatable on the tongue. It's not. It doesn't melt. It tastes like Crisco. It's terrible.
0: The texture of the 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 cream is terrible. Is bad. The cookies be good. No, it's, it's, it's <laughs> bad. Cookies, it's cookies bad. very <laughs> bad. Very good. Uh, I also I also have a orange sherbet. You're an or- orange sherbet dude. Oh. Don't ever. Don't you? Don't you dare. <laughs> don't you rainbow sherbet. <laughs> that is my. You know. You know what kids go crazy for? Rainbow sherbet. Rainbow sherbet. <laughs> and they also love cookie monster. This is disgusting. Cotton candy flavored ice Ew, cream no. is absolutely horrifying. <laughs> You
1: know uh, what the worst fla- flavor is, and I saw this when I had Baskin Robbins. I, I took Hugo there for the first bubble, back. Bubble gum. No, I, I can deal with something like that because that's a novelty. Somebody wanted a chocolate chip mint, a chocolate mint, whatever that flavor is. Mint, of the chocolate, green, chip. mint yeah, chocolate chip, I don't like chip. That. shake. And I, I, I almost had to put earmuffs on Hugo. I was like, those words can never be uttered again. That is the worst flavor. It's like eating a mint, like Andy's
0: chocolate
1: ice yeah. cream. It's yeah.
0: terrible. The worst flavor. It's just like cold toothpaste. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> back to our subject at hand here. We have the Lemon Darty Ice Cream Party, which has a cocktail component and an ice cream component. Like Dave said, it is a bespoke. Recipe club recipe submitted by Jeffrey lit. Thank you, Jeffrey for doing that.
1: Everyone should step up their game and make (laughs) recipe like Jeffrey's quite frankly. And if you don't, we're not going to ever, you know, it's just not going to be as good. Which isn't to
2: say that you should give us two recipes at the same time. Just, yeah, just
1: care.
0: Just do better. Quality always
2: wins. (laughs) Just,
0: just be better. Uh, but of course on recipe club, the way we play our little game here is that we did make the original lemon darty ice cream party ice cream. We all tasted it as well in the studio. Uh, I think it was very delicious, actually. It was a a really nice ice cream recipe, and I think the little hint of tequila was uh, very enjoyable. But then we take things further because we can't stop ourselves. We take a spin on the Wheel of Death, which is right here behind Rachel and Dave, to give us a constraint under which we had to recreate this Lemon Darty ice cream party. Dave took his spin and landed on probably, I would say, the most difficult task on that list (laughs) under 20 minutes Mm. ice cream from scratch in under 20 minutes
1: if you've seen the movie Oppenheimer or read the book American Prometheus (laughs) effectively I was like one of the first scientists I think Niels Bohr in University of Chicago that had to create the first (laughs) amount of plutonium and what was created the actual amount was like that amount it was like the tiniest amount of plutonium that's ever been made and it took like two years to fucking make and that's what i felt like so
0: yes he we will we'll get into the story of Niels Bohr in just a <laughs> second here i landed on lux for the 55th time this season meaning i had to spend uh 200 bucks or something and try to elevate this dish to a fancy version a luxified version and rachel landed on fusion one of the new items on our wheel and we chose for her malaysia as the flavor and cuisine with which she had to merge the lemon darty ice cream party. I'm um, all three of our takes were very different, but I think that maybe we just start with Dave because the principles of what you were trying to achieve were the same. The time constraint was very different. So yeah, like,
1: like a physicist, I had to (laughs) understand the properties of, you know, water freezing and, and, there, you know, all of these properties that I don't even understand. Sublimation. So, sublimation, <laughs> sublimation was there as well. So for and I'm just saying that most people, including the textbooks and Merriam-Webster, have the wrong understanding of <laughs> sublimation. Just
0: putting it out there. <laughs> Only Dave understands sublimation.
1: Um. So I I was thinking about this a lot, and I had prepared. Many hours I prepared for this. So every step was methodically like a – um. what are those things called? A um, –
0: R- Rube Goldberg yeah. machine. Rube Goldberg machine. Yes. I
1: really did prepare this methodically <laughs> to the point where every every aspect of this was thought through, as you guys saw,
2: mm-hmm.
1: to make it under 20 minutes. And I did not want to use liquid nitrogen. Uh, that would have been the easiest way. But I wanted this that any home cook. And on the internet, I know that you can theoretically do this, and I saw it. I was like, there's no fucking way that that's a lie. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's a literally a lie that you can make. Some people just put milk without any fat and they shake it up and they're like, oh, "I got ice cream in five <laughs> minutes." Not possible. Yeah,
0: not possible. Can you can you explain? You're trying to freeze something in 20 minutes, which doesn't just it doesn't happen. But like, what are the sort of principles so, of ice cream making that make this especially challenging?
1: Um, you want to churn it slowly to prevent the formulation of big ice crystals and it's got to be the right fat ratio. You want to churn it at a proper speed, which is why ice cream machines are always slow. They're like a concrete mixer. This is basically just like you're freezing it as quickly as possible. Effectively <laughs> yeah. it's frozen milk <laughs> and you're adding a lot of salt. And if you work in kitchens or I mean specifically kitchens, a lot of times if you are, setting up a station on top of your low boy, you're putting a hotel pan, ice and salt. So you can have like a temporary sort of fridge station. The salt has this paradoxical effect where it melts and sort of keeps the ice cold simultaneously by dropping it to like right at 32. So water's freezing and melting. Anyway, it makes it colder so you can freeze something Mm -hmm. theoretically at the same time. Right? So you Put in a plastic bag your anglaise or what. That's basically what we're making. Anglaise is the, the, the base for an ice cream or sauce itself with um, uh, a flotant, which is like a great, great French dessert with the meringue and anglaise. I love it. I love it so much. So I have yeah, one bag. I put the anglaise in there and then you put ice and salt and basically you seal it up and you shake it up and you get, you know, a scoop of ice cream. This step was a little bit more because I wanted to make it exactly how the recipe made it. So you have to use egg yolks because ice cream has egg yolks. Gelato does not have egg yolks. Um, So I had egg yolks and I made a double boiler and I I wanted to make it all in any day in a microwave. But I realized, like, I don't know if I could do that in time. So I whisked together the sugar and all the dry ingredients and I infused the basil with the milk. Uh, and I put that in any day for about five minutes. While that was cooking, I made you guys a cocktail. I didn't know what vino verde was.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the recipe, sorry, calls for a vino verde and tequila. Uh,
1: and someone said it was wine. I'm like, oh,
0: of course it it's is. It's like a porch It's like green, like quote yeah. unquote green wine, right? Like Portuguese green. Anyway,
1: wine. I put a, a Athletic Brewing a Rattler in there instead. <laughs> And uh, I honestly thought, this is how stupid I am, which is why I would not break a thousand SATs. I legitimately thought, <laughs> I'm going to make this non-alcoholic, uh-huh. until I added the tequila. <laughs> <laughs> and in that moment, you could see on the video, I was like, oh, I am so dumb. I was, like... I was making a non-alcoholic cocktail. And then I pour tequila in there. Like, oh, <laughs> there's uh, not possible.
0: <laughs> this is like the equivalent of when I go to like a Chinese banquet with my my cousin's like uh, Jewish husband, and he's like, "There's no pork in this," and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." I mean, a little pork fat, yeah, <laughs> but no meat. Yeah. <laughs> so they saw that. Fine,
1: I make it. Um, throw in some basil. So I chiffonade out the basil. Add that to the milk in the bain marie, the double boiler. I am. Um, I got three egg yolks. I sort of cut the recipe in half. Sugar, which I just eyed. I literally eyed the whole thing, which is surprising. Not a surprise, but I was surprised that actually tasted good. The non non fat dried milk powder, no fat dried milk powder, whatever. What else? Splash of tequila. Splash of tequila, some uh, vanilla Vanilla extract extract, and zest. And zest. And some lemon juice. Oh, you know what? I forgot to put the lemon zest. I was in such a hurry, I forgot to you do You might that. have put it in the milk. Right? No, yeah, I No, not no, 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 Okay, no, okay. No, that's on me. I forgot. Oh. Um
2: You zested really quickly. No, 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 no. That didn't happen.
1: <laughs> I'm not that fast. And I'm also not that smart. So anyway, problem is it's now super hot. Everything's now hot. Yeah. So I mixed together the milk and I needed to like cook it down so it starts the, the egg yolks would start to thicken it into an anglaise properly, but I Didn't. So, like, that was number one part of the problem. I just didn't have the time to, like, bring it down. I tried, but it didn't get to that point. So now the problem is five minutes you can theoretically turn something into frozen milk. It's not ice cream, frozen fucking milk. But you're using, like, cold milk to start. So Mm -hmm. I'm now, like, really behind the eight ball here because I have basically right below boiling liquid but I didn't add cream yet. So mm-hmm. I added
3: mm-hmm.
1: frozen cream to bring the temperature down. Right. The other thing I did, one of the best ways to bring down food temperatures in restaurants is if you're making a lot of stocks and soups and things like that is you can buy these, um, ice cube containers. They're like batons almost. And you can drop them into a container of soup or liquid and it'll like, it's the best way to bring down, um, uh, a liquid. Another good tip, if you're listening, is to reduce down whatever liquid you're having with, and just I just know how much you're doing, and then replace that with the volume of ice, mm-hmm. and it'll bring it down. So, having done that many times in my career, I was like, okay, so I have one bag. I put the liquid in there, the anglaise, and then I'm going to put another bag of ice in that bag. So right. it's like almost like a a baton of ice. Cooler, right. cooling it down, surrounded by ice. Right.
0: <laughs> you've built you've basically applied the principles of like how they cool a nuclear reactor. Uh-huh. Into this thing. Exactly.
1: And ziplocks.
2: Zip
0: unfortunately, ice. it turned into Fukushima. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really did. Um what they also don't talk about when you're shaking it up is if you also add salt, it also makes the bag colder. Mm. So even if you your fans are freezing, <laughs> <laughs> just straight freezing. So I knew, I was like, man, I need to find another way. So you need to agitate the milk to help it get to the the, the, the frozen process so, by shaking it. So I was like, maybe I'm going, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the KitchenAid and I'm going to freeze the bowl as well. So I take that out. I pack that with ice. I use 10 pounds of ice oh my
2: God.
1: as well. Uh, in this whole process, I used about 10 pounds of ice and salt. Then I was going to add a little bit of water so I could fill in the gaps, um, the air pockets in the KitchenAid. And I put in the dough hook as well, not the paddle, to help swirl it around and agitate it. In theory,
0: <laughs>
1: like like again, communism is a beautiful idea in theory, <laughs> but in practical use, not doesn't work so well. And uh this is why you test. This is why, you know, in, in the in, in the lineage of Niels Bohr and all of the great <laughs> physicists in the University of Chicago, I did experimental physics and I tested it out. Yeah. And guess what? It doesn't fucking work. It doesn't, work. it doesn't work and
0: I um I had to pivot rapidly. <laughs> well I wanna I I wanna make sure that our listeners understand <laughs> the setup because I, I I can see it in I your mind. I don't think it was Niels Bohr, I think he was in Copenhagen. I can see it in your in your mind's eye. So for anybody who wasn't isn't necessarily following, you have one Ziploc bag with maybe a cup of the creme anglaise yeah. in there. Um, also in this Ziploc bag is another Ziploc baggie sealed with ice in it mm-hmm. to cool the creme anglaise from the inside. Mm-hmm. So those two are sealed together. That package goes into a third bag, a larger bag that has more ice in it. That bag is sealed. Now, Dave has taken this icy package which You also salted the ice so that it would melt and stay extra cold. With
2: like a box of
0: With a box salt. of kosher salt, basically. Uh, so you're, you're also dancing on a knife's edge here. You've introduced a lot of salt into the equation just on the outside mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. perimeter of mm-hmm. this ice cream. But then I thought, when I saw you approaching the mixer, I thought, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. Because he stuck the whole package into the mixing bowl, surrounded with more ice. And your thought was, I'm going to flip this on and it's just going to gently churn this bag around and this ice is just going to go. But I'm going to tell you what, you needed probably a bowl with 6X the capacity. Yeah. You need like a Hobart to do it. Or an ice cream machine. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, it didn't work out so well. And honestly, if you've seen the movie Oppenheimer, I I could see in a theory, like in, a, in an alternate universe, this is what the movie Oppenheimer could be about. <laughs>
0: A lot of people would die in the office. Yeah, yeah, like, like,
1: like, uh, except that, you know, it didn't work out. It was a total failure, uh, because the construction of it was like the making of a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Um, except that it blew up in my face and running out of time with three minutes left, I was about to cry. I was so sad. And, I, I, You know, these, these Discord critics, they're like, oh, he was mailing it. Fuck you, because I did it. I'm looking trying to make this fucking thing work, and it blew up in my face. So I had to, you know, take my precious hands
0: and, and, and get frostbite, quite frankly, by shaking it. You just, you didn't even, you plunged your hands straight into Mm -hmm. this ice bath. And so, again, to be clear, like salt raises the freezing temperature. So now you have water. You're dunking your hands into water that is below freezing. Mm -hmm. So now the water is like 20, 25 degrees And the reason why I want to use 10 tons of ice
1: is because of the volume of ice is going to ensure that the temperature will stay. Super, super cold. It won't make it. 20 below, that's not the point. I'm just like to ensure a, a, a constant state of temperature because I'm a fucking scientist. <laughs> <laughs> just when um, I, I was about to cry. I really was. I was so fucking sad. It was so sad. You guys, you guys encouraged me to keep on going. And uh, I kept on shaking that thing like the little train that could.
0: And I mean, the darkest moment, I will say this, the darkest yeah. moment, though, Dave, was the big bag that has the ice and the bag of glaze in it has just, is just yes. completely perforated with holes. Yeah. And it's just leaking out this milky, oh. <laughs> milky, yeah. watery substance. Out. I was like, Exxon Valdez, Valdez,
1: like, just leaking shit everywhere. And then I had to restart with the leftover glaze because there was just too many holes. And we were just looking for any kind of sign of life. Again, like just thinking like a scientist, like just a single cell organism would count as a sign of life, like proof mm-hmm. of life on another planet. Mm-hmm. All I needed was a frozen piece, just some barely frozen piece of ice cream. Right. Just to qualify. Right. And I was able to get one half teaspoon of, of uh, ice cream that was on the border of not being frozen at all. Which is, I call a state of sublimation, <laughs> which oh, the textbooks have wrong. This is the textbook definition of sublimation is what I had, which is on <laughs> the precipice of melting and frozen. Yeah. And it was just enough to be like proof yeah. proof of life that it was there. Yeah, And then I, and and I, again, I, I owe it all to you guys because I was about to throw in the towel and... I made it happen. Thank you. And it was delicious. It was was delicious. It was
0: was one of those things where you're just like, God, I wish I had some more of this. (laughs)
2: But But I only have one half teaspoon.
0: (laughs) It was very delicious.
2: Yeah.
3: And
0: I will say relative to the original, it was the the flavor of the original ice cream. Mm -hmm. You made the ice cream. This recipe has, it tasted just like it. It's a tiny quantity, but like, oh my God, you, you. Pulled it off. You did pull it off.
3: Yeah,
1: it. It's and I joke that Greta Thorn- Thornburg would be really upset Jesus. at my carbon footprint and waste. Great. But I would just want to say, Greta, I didn't use any electricity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he tried to, but the machine. Yeah, didn't he work. tried to. Did try. Did <laughs> try. Uh, so that is Dave's. I'm going to say successful. Yeah. Under 20 I, minutes. Thank you. Lemon tart and ice cream party. We so impressed. Cocktail out of it. The whole thing. Yeah. So for my lux approach, I. Just tried to kind of take this ice cream idea. And and generally with a Lux one, I'm trying to like integrate more expensive ingredients to it or whatever. But I thought maybe if I could do this Lux with basically the same recipe, but try to fancify it a little. So I landed on a baked Alaska. So I made my idea was to take the tequila out of the ice cream recipe and then use that to sort of flambe my uh, baked Alaska. So I made the ice cream. I made another batch of the ice cream with no tequila in it. Then I went to make a cake. I didn't want to. Do, I was going to do this all in the privacy of my own home where I could fail uh, in in private. But Dave was like, "No, no, no! You have to make it in the studio so we can all see." <laughs> so I don't know how to make a cake, but I try to make this basically like a, a sheet cake. Um, and I thought, okay, I'm just going to make like a vanilla cake. And then I thought, oh, tasted very British. <laughs> it, was, it was a very. It was a right. Was I thought a, it tasted very I was British. Making a pudding, a pudding, and I. As I was rifling through our refrigerator to the studio, I saw a a quart of the hibiscus syrup, the hamica Mm -hmm. syrup that I had made for our watermelon episode. And I thought, oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to pour some of this hibiscus syrup into my pound cake sheet cake thing. It's going to turn this brilliant red color. It's going to contrast with this sort of light, pale yellow ice cream. And it's going to be awesome when you cut into it. And I'll say this. When I creamed together some butter and sugar and I added this hibiscus syrup, it was this beautiful, vibrant pink color. And then I started adding some flour. And then I added a little bit uh, – what else did I add? I added some sour cream, I think, to it. And with each successive addition to this thing, it went from this brilliant fuchsia to just the grayest gray that has ever grayed the entire world. And I thought – I was still hopeful. I thought – you know what might happen? I might mm. bake this and it'll it'll turn into it'll turn back
1: pink and a butterfly. <laughs> can I tell you what like? I thought it was? I didn't know about the hibiscus. I literally thought
0: you made a black sesame cake.
2: <laughs> it, oh, it, it did look yeah, like that. It was, the exact, yeah.
0: it was the exact gray color of a a sesame cake. I said it looked like I had made a brilliant red cake, but it was only being shown in black and white. <laughs> it's just gray as gray can Aww. be. Taste was fine. Taste was sweet. It was a. It was texture. It was fine. So I made this cake. It came out pretty gray. I cut a round. Um, I used a bowl as a mold, and I cut a little a circle out of it. Then I packed some of the ice cream. Uh, I, I lined it with plastic wrap, and I packed some ice cream in there. Froze the whole thing together, and then made a meringue out of the egg whites from from the recipe. Um, the unused egg whites, and <laughs> put it all around my my my. Uh, Baked Alaska. And in case we didn't say, we we all cooked this together yesterday in the studio. And I just I just, <laughs> Dave lit a we didn't we didn't have a lighter. So Dave lit a piece of uh paper towel on and I soaked it in olive oil and made a torch. You made a torch. You made nice. a legitimate a torch, torch. So it wasn't yeah. just flaming. It was a nice little Olympic torch. I, ordinarily when you I think you do the baked Alaska, you do a very high proof, overproof rum. Mm-hmm. It has a very high alcohol content. I use just tequila. We lit it on fire. <laughs> the, the sort of lights of the studio being what they were, I couldn't tell except for only Rachel could really see that yeah. the whole spatula was Well, because the
2: black <laughs> spatula, I had the perfect <laughs> angle. I was like, is this thing on fire? Rachel's like, it is melting!
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is on fire! So I poured that over the baked Alaska. A tiny bit of it turned brown and the rest just kind of saturated and melted. I was very sad about what happened to my luxe baked Alaska. Um, and then... Just to top things off, as we were cleaning the kitchen, as karma for leaving a knife on the edge of the 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 sink, I called out, "Chris did something terrible." I left the I left the knife just teetering on the edge of this kitchen sink. He knows better. I know way better than this. But the gods, you know, the equivalent for those that
1: are listening, Chris was reversing his car out of this driveway with kids playing and saw like playing catch in the driveway. My eyes closed.
3: (laughs) <laughs> that's
1: equivalent
0: what he did i was like
1: what are you doing
0: so the kitchen gods were not uh, satisfied with my apologies so i sliced my finger mm. wide open yesterday as we were mm. cleaning the studio uh there was a lot of blood as these two saw so that was not the ed- end of my adventure i was i refused to be defeated by that and before you ask about spending the money and doing the cocktail part i will say this rachel uh because I was making my whole thing at the studio in the middle of the workday, I didn't do the party part. I didn't drink the mm-hmm. cocktail doing this thing. But after spending three hours in the hospital uh yesterday getting my finger glued, I did come home and treat myself to a <laughs> personal, very expensive you lemon not do darty. That. Uh, yeah,
2: that thins the blood, right? It was yeah. already glued
0: shut. I had a I had a glass of my own lemon darty at home. Listen, Dave, I was at the point where I was like, just bleed me out. <laughs> just bleed me out. You I don't probably wanna, have a lot of blood
1: in I don't there. Wanna, like I
0: don't wanna, hemlock or something. I don't want like, to be here anymore. I, I woke you. up this morning in a better mood. Now, with my finger glued and fortified by my expensive, fancy lemon darty, I made my baked Alaska again today. I woke up this morning, wow. I came to the studio, I remade it's the commitment. whole goddamn thing, and instead of trying to light it on fire, because I don't think it'll work, I don't think the tequila is the right medium mm. for the for the flambe, I used the full tequila, a lemon ice cream in there, and then I torched it, I made a nice, beautiful, baked Alaska, I sliced into it. Well,
1: that's why it was a mess, the kitchen was a
0: mess. It was, today. It was very
2: mm. cute. And the knives were facing all mm. the bad directions. It was,
0: it was very cute. So that was my my luxified version of the Lemon Darty ice cream party, which turned into a sad sob story.
1: Can I just add, you probably spent five dollars on this, but hmm. you do qualify for the two hundred dollar minimum because of, of the uh, hospital, hospital bills.
0: <laughs> yes, that's true. So what I what I lacked in ingredients, <laughs> I made up for it a very expensive trip to the hospital. Well, uh, Rachel. Yes. You drew fusion. Mm hmm. And took this lemon, made this lemon ice cream into a Malaysian uh, party.
2: Yes. So I didn't know what I was going to do. I thought, I'm just going to get a bunch of Malaysian ingredients and see where they take me. I went to my local seafood city, which is like a Filipino grocery store, and just looked around for things that I thought would work well in this recipe. So I was thinking... Calamansi lime. I thought maybe lemongrass ice cream would be interesting. I thought, uh, I don't know, like tamarind. I was mm-hmm. just like looking for whatever they had, basically. I went, the pickings were very slim. <laughs> um, they didn't have many vegetables or fruits. Like I thought like some exciting exotic fruit, like a Rambutan or something. I don't know. There's none of that. There's none of that. So I just went to the freezer aisle and I got some frozen calamansi lime juice, uh, which is, you know, like a Malaysian,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I, how would you describe it? It's like a little orangey li- limey lemon thing, Kalamansi. It has a very distinct flavor. It's a
1: tiny, powerful yeah. lime and-
2: Limen. It's orange on the, yeah. A limen. Limen. It's a limen.
1: It's a really it. powerful yeah. lime.
2: But it's like my favorite <laughs> little guy. <laughs> my favorite little guy. So there, I got some frozen juice. I went to the, well, I got some frozen pandan. Uh,
1: what was your quote yesterday? I got a shit ton of, yeah, I got a, sh- yeah. a shit
2: ton of pandan. I mean, I just used, so I got this huge bag of that. What's
1: pandan for the people that don't know? And why is it so important in the cuisine of Southeast Asia? You have 5 minutes to debate oh, your Oh no.
2: <laughs> well, pandan is like gives a lot of Malaysian desserts, they're like green coloring. Sometimes people put it in like chicken rice even. It flavors a lot of stuff in Southeast Asian cooking. I don't really know what it is. It's like a grass kind of, right? It's like a sort of palm or well, something. It's like big
0: long yeah, it's like, like big grass big that grass. smells
2: almost like vanilla, mm-hmm. and it's really delicious. Um, so I was hoping for fresh. I was hoping for fresh. All of these things like calamansi, pandan, lemongrass. There was no lemongrass. There was none of that. So I thought I'll just get this stuff. Right before I checked out, I saw some dried tamarind. So I was like, Well, it was like that dried fresh tamarind kind mm-hmm. of. You know what I mean? Just like in a box. I was like, I'll get that, and maybe that can go in my cocktail. So I went home. Um, I I guess I'll describe the cocktail first. I did. Lemon juice, I did gin, and Benedictine, which are ingredients in the Singapore sling, which I thought, like, would just be a fun riff on this more maybe Spanish-Mexican-style recipe. And Benedictine is actually this, like, herbal liqueur that is really popular in Malaysia for some reason. I think Malaysia is, like, the second—it's, like, America drinks Benedictine, allegedly, and then it's Malaysia, (laughs) and then it's Singapore, well, like given how much the...
0: Benedictine we drink here in America, I, I think the bar is pretty low to be in that I top know. three.
2: No, but it's – and Malaysia is not like a huge drinking country either because, you know, it's Muslim. So um, in Malaysia, it's known as dom and it's kind of like medicinal, like
1: – Like uh, Fernet
2: yeah, I mean, or
0: Jägermeister.
1: I think
2: people think that it's medicine and so they drink it, but it's actually just – it's just alcohol and it's very like herbal and which is medicine. It is medicine. As Chris, <laughs> like as Chris has proven. Um, so I used those two alcohols. I used um, I like thawed out some of the calamansi lime juice, did half a cup of that. Um, it didn't really taste right when I when I tasted all of that together. So I added some coconut water. Um about two cups of coconut water and some sugar, like just dissolve some sugar in there to make it all balanced and served it up to you guys with some ice and a forest of mint.
1: It was a beautiful cocktail. (laughs) And I said repeatedly, this looks like some hip... Hipster Gen Z restaurant cocktail because have- it had a flourish of living green it was like a living green wall <laughs> in the drink with this retro. We happened to have some
0: like retro glasses in the studio. Rachel poured her cocktail on there and then we she had this living the living mint. Mm-hmm, the living and mint. it was just, you know, rather than just a a single leaf. Or just muddling at the bottom, it was like this yeah. little Jumanji, like the jungle. a little jungle crawling out of there. It was very, beautiful. very cute. <laughs> and you would get your, you would bury your little nose in there, and you, you know, drank from I, it.
1: I, I was just, I was like so shocked at how beautiful.
0: <laughs> and by the way, very well balanced cocktail.
2: Thank you so much. Very Thank delightful it was, cocktail it itself.
1: It was a stunning, it was a looker of a cocktail, and it was delicious.
2: Dave got hints of cucumber. I think perhaps the Benedictine. I don't think it's made by monks, but. I think that might be one of the things it, in yeah, there.
0: Melon with the coconut water, yeah. I think, gave it a little watermelony
2: cucumbery. Yeah.
1: This had some everything she made yesterday was some Harry Potter shit. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> and it, 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 I don't know how, but it made this melon like flavor that was very subtle but grew as you drank it. And the mint sort of like as you inhaled the drink, you got the mint and it was just a it was honestly a very experiential mm. drink. I was I was I was, was a stupefied. Was it Tastes strong?
2: It was like a cup of gin in that.
1: Okay, it was good. It was pretty a strong. great drink.
2: Yeah, it's pretty strong, but you couldn't like the citrus was really strong too, right? The calamansi is so powerful, so it didn't feel like.
1: I, I wish John DeBerry was here because here's here's what I thought about it. It would make him weep, He'd weep. <laughs> John DeBerry JDB would have wept because he's like, I didn't make this. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> It was that good.
2: (laughs) I don't think so. I think he would critique it.
0: It was delightful. And so your ice, but that's not even the star of the show. That was just the cocktail. That was just the fuel for your (laughs) rocket ship. So what was the ice cream?
2: Okay. So ice cream, again, just thinking Malaysian flavor, shopping at seafood city. um, I thought I have to make it a coconut ice cream. I have to use this frozen pandan because I love pandan. And I think pandan desserts are just so good. There's a great pandan pie at major domo. Um, so I made an ice cream, made this ice cream basically with lemon zest, no basil, just like Dave said, a shit ton of pandan, like I can't even like half the package. It was just so much. I just crammed it into this pot, boiled it all together with, um, like a can of coconut milk, the heavy cream, um, condensed milk for that Southeast Asian you know, flavor.
0: Wait, what did you replace? So coconut milk, did you...
2: Replace the half and half okay. with coconut milk. Okay. I mean, not like a perfect... I don't know how much was... I just right, put right a right can on. in and I did like a quarter cup of condensed milk. I did a blend of white sugar and brown sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't put any alcohol in there because, like I said, it's a Muslim country and <laughs> I just want to respect their... <laughs>
0: Just making up recipes, making yeah. up rationale—that's cool. <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, did that strained out the pandan. Uh, should we talk about the churning experience?
1: That was the best story of the day. And Gabby, <laughs> I'm sorry, Gabby, but we're gonna throw you under the bus.
2: So I brought my mixture to the studio. Told that there was an ice cream maker here. Um, the real, the real. The real
0: Sorry. Yeah. We are going to tell this story.
2: I'm sorry. But I'm not sorry
0: to Gabby. The real person I'm (laughs) sorry to is that we had borrowed this ice cream maker from Chris Chen. And he, you know what? This is going to be a test, Chang. If he actually listens to our podcast, our company's podcast. Oh my God.
2: Nobody can talk about this. He
0: will will find out this little secret. But Chris Chen, if you end up listening to this, which I don't think you do, I'm very sorry. Proceed.
2: We're like, this is the warranty is now. voided but um
0: so an
1: ice cream machine is has this like very cooling gel yes. around it so yes. it's like a cement mixer but the outer walls have this cold thing where it, you're constantly churning it and it's a vessel
0: for a canister mm-hmm. yes the ice cream goes into a canister, and then the canister, like a torpedo being loaded into a submarine, goes into the submarine. And then you turn inside of the canister, not
1: inside of the machine. And, 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 and Gabby, and this is, again, she's not a cook. She's not any of this these things. This is a foreign ice cream maker. Thing, right? She's looking at an alien. And, and you I, tell her
2: and I had never used this ice cream maker before so I just walk in I'm told to pour my liquid into this hole I <laughs> I do it and then Moments later, there's like a sort of while while Dave is frantically like mixing his ice cream. There's this like song that plays. The ice
0: cream maker does its little jingle when it's done. We were we were both like, "There's no way the ice cream is done. It it's was, only yeah. it's supposed to be 50 minutes. It's yeah. only been 15 minutes." Well, that's what happens when you pour it directly into the fusion <laughs> reactor. Of the, of
2: the so the canister had not been loaded. The ice cream was just f- floating around, being. Turned against the cooling. I don't know. It seemed bad. You
1: know, I guess a way to describe it is you're making a pot of chili on the stovetop and but you, just, you po- just pour it on the <laughs> stovetop with <laughs> no pot.
0: No, it's like, it's it's kind of, it's kind of like that except for, no, it's not quite, it's more like I'm going to roast this turkey in the oven, but I just put the whole turkey into
3: the, <laughs> the, the oven. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, no, no vessel. So So
1: anyway, it
2: does work in a so way. it'll get yeah. cook faster. Yeah.
0: It's definitely more efficient, but you leave it very difficult for the next person. <laughs> which, in, in which, in Gabby's defense, she cleaned it, she took care of it, and she pulled the ice cream out in time, put it back in the in the canister. But Gabby,
1: it. being the judge, Gabby, I I, I salute you. You were <laughs> you were just a true champ, and I, I blame Chris Yang for not giving you proper instructions.
2: <gasps> oh my god. Oh no! That's not okay. That's anyway, not cool,
0: Gabby. You know what, Gabby? When they go low, we go high. <laughs> <laughs> so the ice cream
2: churned, churned. We took it out. We put it in a little bowl. We tasted it. I thought it was pretty good. First of all.
0: I didn't know that you had replaced like some of the dairy with coconut milk and and done some mm-hmm. like dairy substitutions. Yeah. So it's even more shocking to me.
2: Well, it was heavy cream also, but
0: but you had replaced it's like with coconut the tequila milk. cocktail. So,
2: it was like non alcoholic, but with alcohol. Even <laughs> yes.
0: more impressive was like the texture was in, was perfectly spot on. Credit to the ice cream machine too, but <laughs> flavor wise, it was it was it was it was ineffable. It was insane.
1: Yeah, I I have tasted a lot of ice cream in my day. It was so properly well done and made. Uh, texture was as good as you could get. So everything was like unnervingly balanced and perfect.
0: And if you if you think it was like if you're if you're sitting at home and think, oh okay, so it was like a coconut pandan flavor. No, no. no. <laughs> I didn't know what she put in and I tasted it. And
1: it, it tastes like uh, like Japanese soba sobacha, like the tea. Uh, like buckwheat, or barley, like toasted barley. The notes, whatever the hell happened, none of those ingredients <laughs> that she mentioned Tasting actually me tasted what was the final product. And it's a lot like perfume. If you want to know how perfume is made, it's this amalgamation of ingredients you would never think that would ever happen. Like, crazy shit.
0: Yeah, it was the, It was like the epitome of the sum is greater than the... You know, it didn't make any
1: sense. Parts. didn't taste like pandan, didn't taste like coconut, didn't taste like anything... But tasted delicious and tasted like toasted buckwheat or toasted barley ice cream
0: with no bitterness,
1: no bitterness. It was delicious, and I meant this, and I still mean this. It would be perfectly suited in the best restaurant in the world, <laughs> like
0: that three, like top was, tier restaurant
1: kind of quality. Well, the
0: craziest, like you're, so the, yeah, the toastiness, and I don't know if it's from the brown sugar or whatever, but there was like myard effect. It was like, it was like toasty and caramelized. Because it was put in the
1: vessel. Yeah, it was put was in saying. the vessel. Actually,
2: it might be that, but also I had a theory. When you, when you said that, so I went home and I thought about it, um, you know, so I heated everything up in my donabe and the lid of my donabe pot like cracked maybe a year ago. And I was really sad. It turned out there's no glue that you can really use that's food safe that will glue it back together. So I just got, I gave it to a friend actually to fix and she has not fixed it yet. It's been a while. Sorry, Anise, if you're out there. Um, but The hell, Anise. I know. So I just got this like wooden lid to put on top. I wonder if like the wood, you know, I, I covered it, like the, the wood, Sort of, almost like a smoking kind of thing.
0: We ate basically the entire it. quart. It was so just good. standing there. It was and very, then I said to Chris, "Like, what are we doing? We lost the <laughs> man. Yeah, it's pointless." I melted. I melted my baked Alaska into and nothingness. Glad for it. Dave, Dave. Dave lost three fingers to frostbite, no. and Rachel just accidentally stumbled into the world's greatest ice cream.
3: It
1: was no bullshit. It was shocking. It
0: was it was unbelievably, unbelievably delicious. I was very, it was.
1: I cannot stress it enough how unbelievably good this ice cream was. And I did say this yesterday. I'll write I'll out say the it recipe. Again. It was unequivocally the most delicious thing that's ever been tasted on recipe club by a competitor. And granted, that's not a huge, you know, pool of data because this is not.
2: Yeah. We haven't been eating each other's stuff. But also, I know yeah. that
1: like of the things that I've tasted, like, this is the only thing we've ever made that belongs on like a, the top echelon of restaurant.
0: <gasps> well, shows. I'll tell you what, it's better than anything I've made for the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, those were our three variations on this. You had Dave's um, <laughs> twenty minute, ten pounds of ice, half a box of salt, Christopher Nolan inspired, under twenty mm-hmm. minutes. It was heroic, of ice honestly. Cream. Wow. Uh, nuclear fission ice cream. <laughs> Rachel's. Uh, superhero origin story, toasty pandan, brown sugar, ice cream, and remixed Singapore sling garden party. And you had two baked Alaska's for me. I will say the second one was very delicious. So those were the three variations. Uh, The way we play our little game here, because this is a competition at the end of the day, is that the folks in the (laughs) control booth over there, who I think we've got, Victoria, Corey, and Gabby, are going to make a decision on who wins first, second, and third place. As they're doing that, I'll give you a little mid-season update on the scores right now. does it matter. does it even matter. (laughs) It's You can't say that just because you're not winning. Sure I can. It does matter. It does matter. It ma- You know who it matters to most of all? John DeBerry, who's leading the season with an average score of 9.40. A t- two-way tie for second place. We've got Priya, Krishna, and Brian Ford Whoa. with a score of 9.25. Great. Good job, guys. Wow. <laughs> Dave Chang has 9.07. The fallen angel has fallen from grace here. Former Former leader, early season leader. If I can't win, no one can. (laughs) My God. In fifth place, but probably not for long with an average score of 8.83, Rachel Kong, and uh, yours truly in the caboose. I've got an 8.76 average. Uh, Just so you know, as as we wait to get these scores in here, you can play along with us. All these recipe submissions, many of them come in through our Major Domo Media Discord server, where you can also spin the wheel and cook these recipes for yourself. You can also vote. And win Major Domo Gold. And win Major Domo Gold. All right, Booth.
2: All right, in third place, we have Chris. Rachel, you knocked it out of the park. You're in first place. Dave, I also think you had a really tough challenge ahead of you, and you were able to... Break the sound barrier, as you say. And that brings you to second. I think we could all be tied for first place. No.
1: Why doesn't right, that this, work? This, this just to is, nudge
2: the bottom caboose could, could like up a little thank bit. You, thank you, judges.
1: <laughs> thank you, judges. I'm, I'm pure, honored. And I'm just grateful pure, to be part of this. Thank you, judges.
0: Pure, uncut bullshit. And I am storming the control booth after this episode <laughs> is over. So... Next time we're on this bullshit podcast, we'll be making ube recipes. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, Rachel, you had, let's see, one, two, three. You have ube basque cheesecake from Ankita Krishnan. Uh, Ube cookies from Cecilia Wong. Also ube cake from Cecilia Wong. Ginatang bilo bilo from Leanne Cruz, a Filipino dessert soup. An ube horchata from Hugo Ta and sweet potato hopia, hopia squares from Brandy Yamada. Where do you want to go, Rachel?
2: We're going to do sweet potato hopia squares. Okay. A,
0: yeah. uh, a Hawaiian dessert mm-hmm. originally made with... Okinawan sweet potatoes, but now made with ube. So uh, next time the three of us gather, we'll be making the sweet potato hopia, 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 hopia. We're going to learn how to pronounce that. We're going to learn how to pronounce it pr- pr- correctly, Brandy. But we're not going to be making it by the book. We're going to be making it the way the wheel tells us. So, uh, Chang, you want to give the wheel of death the first spin?
1: God mode. <gasps>
0: Oh, healthy, please healthy. Oh shit! Wait,
1: what's that? That's Doomsday. apocalypse.
0: Doomsday.
1: Dave do will be not making think his. Ube is
0: available. <laughs> 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 no, actually, one
2: of these has yeah. made
0: ube flavored like condensed milk. Yeah, okay, okay,
2: There's somewhere. that. That's you actually that. all the other yeah, recipes it's, it's, have like uh, it's, extracts. It's milks, crazy how many yeah.
0: doomsdays I've had this year. Rachel, okay. give it your spin. Rachel. No <laughs> Rachel will be making her <laughs> sweet potato Squares no. in under 20 minutes and uh, Give me a spin Dave I will be <laughs> doing it In a slow cooker I mean,
2: <laughs> Oh Dave loves it so much
0: so I mean funny. honestly so- like
2: Putting the turkey in the yeah. oven.
0: I mean, honestly, what does it matter? They're going to give me a third place regardless of what God I do. That
2: is amazing. So,
1: uh, I love the wheel of death. It's so good. <laughs>
2: it's so good. You uh, can't this
0: shit up. So next time we're on here, we're going to see an under 20 minute. Is this a baked thing? Is it baked? It's baked. We're going to have a slow cooker recipe. <laughs> a oh, I should have picked the dessert soup. Help you recipe. All of that awaits you here on the last podcast remaining recipe club. Give us five stars, or this may be the last episode. Um, Fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody.